You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Playing with Balls podcast, Philly Bro Talk. This week, there's a lot to be excited about because football starts in a couple days. And happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. It is hot as shit here in Santa Monica. It's like an oven outside. It's uh, raining. And after this, I'm probably going to go get an air conditioner for my bedroom because I've been uh, sweating. I'm a very powerful sweater. I've been sweating a lot, (laughs) just in case you were wondering. Um, I am excited because football is here finally we've all been waiting for it uh tyler and i've been talking about stuff all summer and finally we can talk real talk uh a lot uh on the mind right now is fantasy football i know he's had a couple drafts i've got my draft tomorrow i'm in the la comics league that i am co-commissioning with jonesy the comedian and we talked about it actually a couple times on our last podcast so we've got some familiar faces on that we'll be talking about it throughout the course of the season we've got joe perino from uh, Dirty Sports. He's an awesome host and funny comedian and also a degenerate New York Giants fan. We have Andy Lazarus, who manages the Venice Gays baseball team. He was on our first ever podcast back in November of 2016. And some other people um, that have either been on the podcast or maybe you've seen or heard of in the L.A. comedy world that love sports. So my goal this year is to beat the shit out of everybody. Uh, I think I mentioned before that if the loser... um, comes in the loser that comes in 12th because we have a a 12-team league uh they get to be roasted by all of us comedians at a live taped event uh in december when all is said and done so that's going to be fun so we're actually figuring out a way to create a really fun comedy show where the loser gets really undressed and embarrassed not physically undressed but it could happen uh but you know if you lose a fantasy football league you got to get you got to get humiliated in some way so that's what's going to happen so tyler and i are going to talk a little sports talk self Officially, it's because of my fantasy draft tomorrow that we'll be talking about fantasy picks. I've got some strong opinions about who I think should go in the first round, who I don't think should go. Like, for example, McCoy, not that high on him, even though I do love him from being a very productive running back for the Eagles for many years. And I want to get Tyler's take on that. I want to hear what his thoughts were as preseason wrapped up and what he projects for the coming season. So stay tuned here for Tyler. Hey, T, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, happy Labor Day. I know, finally there's a holiday. Are you heading down the Jersey Shore right now? Yeah, we're on the way right now. Well, you're being Actually. you're being efficient. Which shore are you going to? Uh, we're going to Sea Isle. Oh, so. I, I love Sea Isle. I didn't get a chance to go there when I was back east a couple weeks ago. Where did I go? Brigantine. Yeah, it's not too bad, but yeah, definitely Sea Isle is one of the favorites. So what are you doing down the shore? Uh, we're just going down for the night. I mean, both of us have been working like crazily, so we're trying to find like time to go and have like a little mini vacation. Yeah, before everything starts. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we just settled on the townhouse last week, so we have two houses now. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were buying a townhouse down the shore. That's exciting. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. Wait, is that in Sea Isle? No, no, it's not down the shore. It's... Um, it's local. We're oh. going down the shore. Yeah. Oh, so where? What town is it in? It's um, it, it's like Clearview area. So it's uh, like I don't even know what, like kind of was Pittman. 
Oh, okay. So Pittman. That's cool. Well, congrats. You look at you, little Warren Thank Buffett you. there. You and Carly. Know, right? Little <laughs> little moguls just buying land. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely good to do it younger. So, I mean, yeah. we're going to rent it out. So it's definitely a good like, investment property. That's awesome. Well, congrats. I can't wait to see it when I come back. Actually, in October which is not that yeah. far from now for it's not, that's not too bad that's not far away no well i normally never go back go back to philly in october but we have our cousin's wedding and i'll probably perform again uh some do some stand-up comedy in philly so that'll be exciting and i was yeah. hoping i was going to catch a football game but i think i think you and i already talked about this i think the weekend yeah. i'm going back they're playing the carolina panthers but they're going to be away yeah, they're going to be in carolina yeah. that's a thursday that's a thursday night game so well i know which stinks because i could make it because i'm coming in on a tuesday but the good news is i just try to catch the eagles like you're you and carly are like fancy pants with your awesome you know season tickets but and those really good seats but i am at least getting the eagles in la twice this year which is cool um, yeah, I have tickets to the Rams game in December. The one I'm having trouble with is actually the October game when they play the uh, Chargers because of the stadium. So Yeah, it's like a soccer field, isn't it? Yeah, they only have 27,000 seats. So That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't even know who's an L.A. Chargers fan at this point. Actually, the last guy I had on my podcast is from San Diego, and he's a, he is like a sports host and a really big NFL fan, football fan. And I was asking you about that. Like, how does that work for people in San Diego? Because it's not even like your team was in St. Louis and, like, went across the country to L.A. Your team was, like, two hours on the 405 from where right. it is now. So it's like your fan base is still, like, within reason. But are they still your fan base? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how to take that one. I don't know how – I'm not really too sure how that's working over there. Like, I don't know how fans kind of, like, migrate to another city and kind of cheer for them. Well, so, think, I guess it has... Well, think about it. It's like if the Eagles picked up and went to Baltimore or they went the other direction to New York. I mean, we would be like, fuck that. I don't know how yeah, I would so feel. We, 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 yeah, we wouldn't root for them. We definitely wouldn't root for them if they left. Yeah, I know. Not so, it's got to it be weird. Be, it wouldn't be the Eagles, you know? can't root for another city's team i know that's how i feel so i was asking him about that just because i don't think there's like a straight answer but i think it's an interesting dynamic that thank god we don't have to deal with and nah, all right. but for somebody who's passionate about sports who is a san diego fan like how are you dealing with that like each and individually and what this guy alex said was it's really hard it's like an internal struggle because on one hand he still supports the team like you know philip rivers like the team hasn't changed you know, right, and, but right. then on the other hand, there's like a big hole that's left in San Diego. So I feel like that's what, you know, that's when it comes back to we all know that this is all about money. But it's like, you know, sports in America, especially football, like really like exuberate a passion from people. It's like an American sport. You know, it's part of our spirit. So with them moving, with the Rams moving and with now the Raiders going to Vegas, like it kind of puts a dent in the heart of a lot of sports fans. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, though, especially because they're all the West Coast teams moving around. I still don't understand how the Chargers moving is for money when they're moving to a stadium and only has 27 thousand fans in it well they were running out of it is about money in a way um for the franchise and it's also they were losing money in san diego um but i also don't understand yeah like that was it was all based on not the best interest of the team 
um, going yeah. to a stadium that has 27,000 seats from your average that at minimum has like 60,000 and at most has like 90,000. So it's pretty crazy. But luckily, that's not our problem. And if anything, it just allows me to see the Eagles play one extra time this year. I just have to figure out how to get my butt in a seat because there's not a lot of them. <laughs> And I don't well, want to pay, like, 400 bucks, you know? Yeah, at least you're going to one game. I mean, that's still kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, and by December, it's like, you know, we'll know a lot more about what's going on in the season. So, but either way, I'm happy. I'm go- I have really good seats to that game, too. And I, I think I told you, but I am partnering up with the Green Legion. To, in some way, I'm not real sure. They're the travel company that does... Uh, away games for Philadelphia fans and we're going to try to do something since they're bringing Philly to LA. So either way, um, it'll be like a pretty fun week, you know, cause they're going to be here for like maybe a thousand Philadelphia fans are going to be here for like five days in December. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting. And then you guys have to root for uh, my running back. I just drafted Todd Gurley. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to, I saw you got Gurley. I was going to ask you, are you happy with your fantasy team overall? I am. I definitely, I did a lot of mock drafts, and this year it's uh, it's very questionable of, yeah. like, guaranteed players. So, like, I picked two leagues, and I just picked another one earlier today, um, and I picked Todd Gurley in both leagues. Um, it's taken a shot because he, he did not really too well last year, but I think he's going to have a big year, so. Well, here's a great question, just f- you know, from us knowing like a LaShawn McCoy, I've actually wanted to ask you this, and especially because I have my draft tomorrow. Um, LaShawn McCoy is ranked fourth, and I've had a lot of discussions with people about if, if he's your first running back and you can pick him, do you go with him or do you go like Melvin Gordon? Or, you know what it I mean? Mat- I think it matters where you are in the draft. I personally am not high on him this year. Me neither. Uh, he is a great running back, but again, it's not him, it's the team. And if they're going to – I feel like Buffalo's going to have a down year. And if they're going to have a down year, then they're not going to be down in games most of the time too. So I don't know how much volume he's going to get. So I'm not really too sure on him. I personally probably would pick Melvin Gordon over him, but that's yeah. just me. I think I would too. And I think the reason I would is because – LaShawn McCoy is also hit or miss. Like, yeah, last year he had 150 yards rushing, you know, whatever. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not last year. In, um, uh, what is that, preseason? Yeah. Yeah, preseason. So he's looking good in preseason. But the problem is, is that we know him, especially from Philadelphia. He was great, but he's 30 years old, and he gets hurt a lot, too, outside of just the fact that he plays for Buffalo. So being ranked fourth – for me, as my RB1, like, I don't know. But then he could he could have a kick-ass year. Like, you never know. But I'm not sure about McCoy. I would probably skip him, too, and go Gordon. So, like, what I feel, really feel about him is he's hit or miss. And I think in the first round, you can't really get a hit or miss running back yeah. if you're going to go running back. And there really isn't many running backs this year, but I do think there's some the ones in the second and third round that I would even pick over him. So he's not really high on my board. Yeah, like he's kind of like a better version of like a DeMarco Murray where it's like he could have a breakout. I mean, he's he's got much better statistically and historically. But like, you know, people are high on him, but he's older and he's hit or miss, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, and then and conversely, DeMarco Murray could have a breakout, another breakout year this year. Like, who the hell knows? Yeah. Like the Titans I mean, are supposed to be pretty good and who knows? Yeah, the Texans, well, they have Lamar Miller this year. He's uh, falling down draft which which... I like him too. Um, 
My favorite running backs, though, this year are probably Carlos Hyde, who's a late-round pick. Yeah. And um, obviously the two main ones, Le'Veon or David Johnson. David Johnson. But if you don't have the first pick, you're not going to get either of them. So it's up in the air this year. So I have the fifth pick. So That's not a bad pick. That, that's where a lot of wide receivers are going. So if you don't get the first two picks... And if you're in that area, you definitely, in my opinion, have to go wide receiver. It's hard, though, because I agree with you, but it's hard because there's so fewer running backs and there's so many more wide receivers that right. that if you if I don't take a top a top tier running back as my first pick, then by the time it gets back to me, who you know, who am I getting? You have to think well, strat- strategically about, right. you know, who's going to be left when it comes back around to my second pick. See, my rule of thumb this year has been to get two running backs in three rounds. And if you're balls, you go with the fourth round and try to get a running back. But then it's really after that, it's like early fourth round, and there's nothing left. So do you think by the fourth round, you're not getting any running backs? Yeah, there's nothing. At least you're not getting a a running back that you know is probably going to get most of the touches. It's really up in the air after that. you got to, like, search and really do homework on those other players that like maybe can take the reins like Amir Abdullah he's laid back there he's coming back off an injury he's having a great you know preseason so there is running backs after that but they're really hard to find there's nothing like like a solid player around right right and I I yeah that's why I think it's tough because that's what I'm in that fifth pick and so I'm like do I because because it's like a Melvin Gordon would probably be available Maybe yeah, like a McCaffrey, um, so that's where McCaffrey. I'm like. McCaffrey's going like third or fourth. He's round. going third. Yeah. McCaffrey's a good pick, though. I think McCaffrey's a good pick. I'd I pick like him. McCaffrey. I don't. I, I like uh, Dalvin Cook too. Um, I'm not high on Fournette. If you're gonna go, yeah. And Mixon's Mixon's hit or miss. I I don't know. Giovanni Bernard's still on that team, and people are like undervaluing. Giovanni, I picked Mixon, but I don't know if Mixon's going to be the cold cut guy. What about so, um, what's so what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, that's that's another pick this year. Um, I don't know. He's uh, appealing the six game suspension, and he might play, but he might not. So it's still up in the air on that decision. So I'm not sure. So it's like people, some people are picking him in the first round, some people are picking him in the third round, and. If he, I mean, if the six games holds up, then like it's, you know, it's really like a fourth round pick. But if he gets it, you know, everything scotch free, it's obviously a first round pick. So it's very, very tricky pick, and just because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I think that one's tough. So if it were you and he were available, like what round would you get him at? Like if he were available in like your perfect round. In my, uh, I would go. See, I think it's going to hold up to at least four games, so I would go third round with them. Late second, early third, if you're valuing if it's a fourth, if it stays a sixth, then I still don't think that was a good pick at that round. But I don't know. know, It it matters. Again, it matters, and I wish I knew what the verdict was. And it's supposed to happen soon, but it hasn't happened yet. So when you were doing mock drafts for both your leagues, was the outcome of the actual drafting as predictable as the mock draft, or was it way off? Uh, it was pretty much the same, at least how I draft. I always look for ten play, or I'll look for like four players that fall around my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I pretty much in both leagues kind of drafted very similar, which I don't like that much. But there's like I have like five players from the same on both teams. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it pretty much falls because my picks were very similar for both drafts, so I pretty much had to pick the same. What what lineup or what order were you in for each draft? This um, so the first one was a ten person league, so it was at least, I could at least throw some of these guys on my bench and not have them as my starter, but. I was picked around, uh, I think it was, what is it, eighth? And the other one was, I was last picked. But then all those players were still falling in the same categories. Interesting. So you still got, you still got Gurley in both, even though you were like towards the end of your first. Right. But so Gurley has was been falling like the late second round. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, it's not reaching for him, but like uh, the player, the running backs that were left, and I'm in PPR league. So there was like Jordan Howard. There was all guys that were are good running backs. But they're not like not pass catching backs, right? So I like just went went over that and picked um picked him over those guys. So I kind of reached for them a little bit in both, but it's not really reaching in my opinion. I have two questions for you. The first one is I'm in a half PPR league, half point PPR league, and I've never yeah. is that even like I've never been in a half point PPR league. Is that like I like it better because yeah. um, PPR leagues the, the scoring can get pretty crazy. Um, you pretty much, if you're in a PPR league, you pretty much draft, in my opinion, wide receivers. Yeah. You, like, you, you can kind of wait on running backs a little bit more, even even in this draft, a little bit. But um, at least get solid guys. But I kind of like how the wide receivers have fallen this year. I think there are some late wide receivers that are going to be cold-cut, solid number one wide receivers. Like who? I like Kelvin Benjamin this year. Yep. Um, let's see. Tyreek Hill. That's another late one. I still like Allen Robinson because he's falling to your like your third wide receiver flex position, and he was sought after to be the number one wide receiver last year in the first round. I mean, he had a bad year, but it wasn't terrible to hit, for him to fall that far. That's so true. I like, I like him. He's he's definitely a risk to take at that later round, and um, I, I think like. DeAndre Hopkins is I have him in both leagues too because he fell kind of late. We always have liked DeAndre Hopkins. Clemson. Yeah, I'm so happy to have him on my team. I just hope he is DeAndre Hopkins two years ago. Yeah. Not last year. I had him two years ago and he was the shit. Yeah, so pretty much all my picks this year were kind of guys that were sought to be like really good last year and kind of have bad years, but I don't ever hate on those players because they have the caliber of doing that. It's just you know, they had a bad year. It doesn't mean they're going to have another bad year. So I, I don't really like, you know, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't put them down on my draft board just because of the year before. I think, and just from like, we talk about fantasy football a lot every single year. And we like, I, w- I wouldn't say we equally help each other out. I would say, but I mean, I've helped you before, but you also helped yeah. me a lot too. And and I would say, like you, always, you always usually have these like gut feelings, and I have like like the, like the same sort of a gut feeling I have about McCoy, like prior to the season. And I would say most of the time, our gut, our intuition is right, because then a lot of rest, the rest of the season is you and me texting each other, being like, "I told you, I knew it, I called it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what fantasy is: is finding those players that like everybody looked past that are going to have great years, and that's what I look for, but I mean, like I would say like 70% of the time I'm right, but that's still good odds, especially drafting. Right. Because you can, I mean, there's always the waiver wire. So if you work that right, I mean, you can just put a good team around it. That's one of my favorite things is the waiver wire is to just like sneak attack and see something like right before everybody, or at least put the waiver request in before anybody else sees it, you know, like so-and-so got hurt and like there's a new stud that's just going to be 
that was nobody yesterday and then getting it in quickly enough like that's always like really satisfying to me my other question to you was um so since i'm in a half point ppr league does that would does that do you think that changes the strategy at all or that that follows the same strategy as a ppr league or or not really like meaning drafting more wide receivers it's still you don't have to go heavy on wide receivers it's still because running backs obviously you want to go with pass catching running backs still it's very similar i mean it's just not as high scoring obviously as a like yeah but you can probably draft a, a little bit different, but pretty much the same. So, um, if I'm fifth pick, do uh, you think I'm getting? An- I could get Antonio Brown. You think he's still going to be there at number no, five? No, yeah. he's no. going third. He, he'll be third or fourth. So Julio and Antonio are going to be drafted before you. I think Odell Beckham has been that pick where you're at. So that means I could either go Odell Beckham or I go Mike Evans. Yeah, I, that's I, yeah. That's who I have. Oh, but but here's the thing though: if I'm fifth pick, right? Um, you gotta think at least Le'Veon Bell's going before me, probably, because somebody's gonna go running. No, uh, Le'Veon and David Johnson are both gonna go one and two. And then Antonio and then, and, and Julio go three and four. So at that point, I have the choice of McCaffrey. Or McCoy or Gordon or Beckham. Well, McCaffrey, I wouldn't draft in the first round at all. So uh, I'm just going based off like where they're ranked. So okay, let's well, just say let's just say McCoy, Gordon, or Beckham. Yeah. It's like who am I going uh, with? Since it's half point, I still would go with Beckham. Then maybe try to wrap around and do running back, running back. Yeah, that's a good call because Beckham's like a Beckham's definitely I want a top wide receiver on my team. Yeah, Beckham's definitely a top wide receiver. Him or Mike Evans, but I would pick there. You would you would pick Mike Evans over Beckham? Um, it's questionable. I don't think I, I would, could do that. I would think about it. That's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Um, I love I really like Mike Evans though. I I, I definitely think I might even like it's tough because my gut tells me good things about Evans. So Sometimes it's like you have to pick somebody like like a Beckham because it's Beckham and he's fucking awesome. I mean, as much as I hate to praise a New York Giants player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway. He's a, he's a top flight wide receiver. Though. It's something to think about. But I uh, I'm actually when I get off with you, I'm going to be running a mock draft, too. So I'm going to see see how it goes. But yeah, just do a couple of them just to see where people fall. And then I'll talk to you again tomorrow for my draft because yep. for your two cents. But um, so I was just wrapping up here. I wanted to get your like quick thoughts on the rest of preseason. We talked the last time we did a Philly Bro Talk. We talked. We had one game. I think it was just one game under our belt. Uh, one or two. I don't remember. For, right. Um, we, I think it was the first one. So now that football starts in just a couple days here. Woohoo. Yeah. Right. What's your closing thoughts just on what you saw in Eagles preseason? Well, the one thing to take away from it is nobody interesting got hurt. That's the best part. Um, we kept five running backs, which is, like, not a very common thing. But we kept the local person, Corey Clement, yep. which is, you know, cool to have. Um, I, I like a lot of the team. I, I do like our defense. Defense line looks awesome. Yeah. I still think our offensive line's a little shaky, but I want to see what they look in the regular season. But, again, just because nobody got hurt, it's probably the best scenario to have. So how do you feel overall about going into the regular season with uh, the Eagles wide receiver core? I like it. It's definitely better than last year. By, like, probably good. I don't even know. The two guys we added are just well, outstanding yeah. players. So you mean, I like it. Now, when you say two, you obviously you're talking about Jeffrey. So, 
Jeffrey and Tori Smith. Tori Smith. Yeah, Tori Smith is a little bit older, so there's been a little bit of speculation on how good he'll really be We're this year. years old. I know, but, you know, that's old for the NFL. People, that's... Yeah, he's just been... He's just been in the NFL since he was like 21. So I mean, it's like you're. It's he's like been there for a while. that's what I mean. And it's like, like even we're saying McCoy is old. How old is he? Thirty. Yeah, he's getting up there. But so see, running back. That's running back. I think you can for a wide receiver, you can stretch it a little bit longer. Running back doesn't have like a long, like shelf life because they get hit the most. What do you think about our running game? That's probably a big question mark. Right yeah. The Garrett Blunt has. Not been impressive at all. No. Um, well, Sproles hasn't played at all, so he's going to be fresh. But we got to see how he looks. But I'm not really, I'm not high on the running backs, but I got to see him play, you know. What kind of fantasy value do you think Sproles has this year? I think he has a high um, fantasy value, actually. It's a contract year, and, you know, he's the way we run the ball, we need a guy like that. That's why we drafted a guy that's supposed to be like him, but he's been very underwhelming. But we really like their style running back, so I think they're going to use him a lot. Now, what do you think, like, new guy? Okay, now, you and I both have a, uh, a – we have something against Aguilar, but they're riding him, saying he's going to be good or something. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, it, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's going to be approved, but I just – he's not – We're you know, everybody's trying to think of him as that number one pick, like, first-round pick, and he just hasn't played like that. And I don't think he'll offer will, but I think he'll service as a slot receiver, but – you have other receivers there, like Matt Collins. So, Do you have your I window mean, down? No, motorcycles are passing us. Oh, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, other wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, everything like Matt Collins, I would say, that look pretty impressive. So I don't think it's like a big thing that if he's good or not, we have other receivers to, like, you know, look at. Yeah. Well, and then what? What's up with what's the latest with uh, what's his name? Sydney. Sydney Jones, Jones, the cornerback. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's not going to come back anytime soon. He's only he's cleared to play in like week six, I think. But he's running now. But I mean, he tore his Achilles, so I know. I, I'm not expecting him to be back anytime soon. I still just don't love that pick. I mean, he's a rookie. You know, uh, he's never played in the NFL before, and he's hurt going in. I mean, he's that guy better fucking, like, be a game changer for us when he does come back because otherwise that was that's a stupid pick. I'm, I'm More and more I, I get pissed that that was our pick, but I know what he's capable of. But at the same time, I mean, he's got to overcome a bunch of odds, you know, injuries, right. never having played in the NFL, you know, being a part of the Eagles' culture by that point. They're going to be hopefully gelling by, like, game six. He's going to be well, taking somebody's I mean, job, you know? Well, he uh, was supposed to be a top five pick overall. So getting him in the second round, I, I like it a little bit. Um, he it has a really high ceiling. He had, like, literally the best numbers out of any quarter coming out of this draft. So right. he's only got – that's the only injury he's ever had. So I think – and he, he seems to be healing pretty quickly. So I don't – I'm not going to knock him on it because we – we, we are light at cornerback, but we got Ronald Darby now. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Mills is playing all right. We just don't have depth out there. But I don't I don't mind that pick. I think it's worth it because if he does come back, that player, we have like a, a, a shutdown corner and we could have big corners now. Yeah. Well, I guess, and, and I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just hope it ends up being like something that changes the game for us, like midseason. Not to like, hopefully, and all, you know, 
the way that things look now will be playing well anyway, but it would be cool if he came in and just was like an unexpected threat, you know, simply yeah, because, he, yeah, simply because he just won't be joining the, the squad until on the field until midseason at yeah. best, you know. No, I agree. I agree. I, I'm hoping that he's going to be like that. Even Samson, a player, it can still be a serviceable because I mean, Ronald Darby's supposed to be that guy now, and he's young. So yeah. Let, well, let's hope, just hope on that part now. Yeah, and if the both of them are great, uh, that best case scenario, you know. Yeah, exactly. It could be like Troy Vincent and uh, who was the other one there? Troy Vincent and our other top corner. I can't think of his name right now. Oh yeah, it could be like we haven't had a duo like that since them. Since yeah. Um, so, so since football starts in three days, it's your last chance here. Gun to your head. What do you think the Eagles record's going to be this year? Just gun to your head. Uh, looking at the, I, I said nine to seven or 10 and six. I think if we make it to the playoffs, it's going to be like a wild card or just winning the division. What do you think about the rest of the division? Uh, I don't think they're that good. I think the Giants have the best shot now since Dallas is like pretty much imploding. Yeah. Um, uh, the Redskins stink, so it's pretty much probably going to be like a two, maybe three team race, but I, I just see it, us and the Giants at the moment. I agree. The Giants are the team to beat uh, in the division, um, and uh, so it should be, but but we are coming in a lot stronger than we were last year, so it should be pretty interesting, and Seven. nothing nothing makes me happier than Dallas imploding because they're just a bunch of criminals. That Nothing makes me happier. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day... We can at least ride on those coattails. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, see, well, I'm going to let you go down the shore. And I'm and, uh, since Carly's driving in the car and had to listen to our uh, conversation about Eagles fantasy football talk, um, we'll let her off the hook now. So thanks for. All right, cool. Go ahead. It's always a pleasure talking to you, bro. And uh, thank you. And guess what? The next time we join each other for um, for the podcast talk, it'll be after the season has started. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, a lot more to talk, to, about. to talk about. Yeah. Right, so right. I'll, I'll catch you next time, bro. All right. Cool. See you later. All right. Bye.